Welcome to the Rainbow Man Podcast. This is episode 15. I am here with my friend, Jesse. Yes, back again. Here. Back again. We, uh, we have been doing some um, talks on Thursdays, just getting coffee. And I figured, you know, a lot of times I leave the conversation and I think to myself, like, this was such a good conversation. This should be recorded for all the world to see. Because this is how conversation should be with most people. Yeah, maybe I don't know about that one, but I, I <laughs> we do have good conversations, and I love I love definitely enjoy our Thursday uh, coffees together. Um, so before we started the podcast, we were talking about I mentioned that the Louis uh, Louisville made uh, brought an indictment against one of the police, and I told you that I thought. That last night, that it's gonna get crazy. Two officers are, were injured, or a cop was shot. Some something already. I haven't looked at the news. Um, but what I was gonna tell you is, I was talking with somebody last night who texted me, um, and they were just basically like, "Can we agree that you know police need to be reformed, and um, you know there needs to be more training and all this stuff?" And I said, "Yeah, there is a weird." line though where in reality the Derek Chauvin case and in the Brianna Taylor case with these other cops the no knock warrant by law they may not actually be obligated to be in trouble reason being in Derek Chauvin's case the way that he restrained George Floyd was protocol in the Minneapolis manual which means that technically he didn't do anything wrong. What I told my friend was though, did he lack civility to make sure that the person was okay? Yes, but in terms of everything else, he was doing everything that he was supposed to do, okay? Same thing with the Breonna Taylor case. People are mad because this cop was indicted on charges of endangering people that were rounds that hit neighbors' houses and stuff. That's what he was indicted on. Yeah, that uh, the guy who was indicted, uh, so from my understanding, the guy who was indicted, he was outside and just shot in, from what my understanding is. And that's where he got the uh, want, wanton, wanton, wanton endangerment or wanton something of another. Uh, so that's my understanding of the situation. The cop who actually shot him, the the round that was found in Breonna Taylor, actually had no charge, uh, from uh, my reading of what's what's happened. Uh, but yeah, I th- uh, that's that's pretty crazy uh, that all that's happened. How Louisville had to have um, the state of emergency declared before. Uh, they had, uh, they came out and said, hey, we're charging him with this, just this, and we're going to let the others go, no charge. Um, you know, being under law, back to your point about being within the laws and stuff, but, you know, understand that civility within laws or restraint, having restraint to know when, like, hey, Things are in control. Situations are in control. 
Um, and also like understanding the whole picture and seeing where the whole picture is. I think that as media comes out, I feel like we do not get the whole story and there's sides to that story portrayed on like either side, right? Uh, whether you're listening to more conservative leaning, central leaning, uh, you know, uh, left leaning uh, news site, uh, what you're having shown, vantage points, and then also like opinions and emotions put behind those words uh, uh, in in those articles or in those segments are kind of you know kind of portraying people's thoughts on this stuff too uh, preconceived notions uh, before they understand the whole picture right so uh, that's it's pretty crazy I think I think that no knock warrants are bad I think that those are a bad thing to start off with because the uh, again, from my understanding, the boyfriend of Breonna Taylor had a gun, and I'm—I mean, I'm—I'm I'm a gun-wielding, gun-wielding citizen. And well, if 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 somebody breaks into my house, or if I get you the have the right to defend your house, uh, yeah. Especially if you don't know who it is. If I don't know who it is, there it's a no-knock raid. You don't announce yourself. Um, if I don't if I don't have ring or any security system that tells me, hey, you know, this is actually police. You know, how do I assume the position and get ready for them to enter my house? You know, um, it has a sad thought too. Like, why, why should I be worried in my own house, uh, especially if I have not done anything wrong? Like, they can't take the five seconds to be like, oh, it's apartment six, not five or something. I don't know the apartment number. I don't know any of that. But like, hey, double check your work get the person coming out of the house. I think there's different ways to handle stuff instead of no, no knock rates. I know that they want into the house probably to catch them either in an act or catch them with substance or catch them however they're trying to catch them. So I, I think all that stuff is just, it's just, it's, it's, it's really odd and it's, it could be within the law and I don't think uh, I don't think some of those laws have regular citizens who are law-abiding citizens and everything uh, or have nothing to fear, I guess, uh, in, in mind. So, like, that comes down... I feel like that's, like, a controlled state almost, you know? Well, in this particular case, when I'm, this is not to defend the police because... A disclaimer, I am not in support of no-knock warrants or anything like that. I just like to think about things in a way that's unbiased to what my feelings may be. Because <laughs> in reality, any person... I am not a person who believes in the death penalty in general. Okay? <clears throat> I do believe in consequence, though. Um, so, I think people losing their lives innocently, even if they are, did the most heinous crime... I don't think they should lose their life. Um, so, with that being said, someone losing their life is never something that I think is okay. Yeah, I agree with that. Everybody is allowed to live, at least, is mm -hmm. my belief. Um, so, in George Floyd's case and Breonna Taylor, it's tragic. It's sad. 
But there's more to the story than just, you know, the cop killed them. Um, now, if it's right or wrong, Derek Chauvin's case, I don't think it was race-driven. There's no proof that he actually hated black people or anything like that. I think more or less it's been stated that they knew each other some way, somehow, or whatever. Um, but in Brianna Taylor's case, that is more of a, a crime in itself based on politics. And what I told somebody, this person that I talked to last night, is the issue comes with politics. The politic game has taken over too many of the institutions of our lives, right? Um, and like you said, no-knock warrants um, serve the purpose of catching people with trafficking. Mm-hmm. If, from what I believe, that's what it's for, right? It's drug traffickers. Um, the thing is... That is a crime that's not worth pursuing, in my opinion. You know, people have different opinions. I'm very uh, progressive in the idea that, you know, drugs should be legal. Not everybody agrees with that, but I think that we have bigger issues than to worry about people that are traffickers. And so much so that stuff like Breonna Taylor's case is a good example of what's the risk versus reward, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But like you said, it has to do with control, right? The politic game is we need to eradicate substances and the war on drugs um, so much so that we're going to step over our boundaries and what we're allowed to do. And the people condone that. People in the police force, there's a lot of politics involved in police as well when it comes to, you know, I believe that there should be more funding and training for police because that's a real solution. Um, I think the standard of policing should be higher. You shouldn't be able to be just a regular Joe Schmo that becomes a cop. If the standard is high and rigorous training, you're going to weed out people that are not capable of upholding that. Um, but with that being said, you know, if there is more funding police, you need to make sure that it's not mismanaged the same way in government. You know, the government's taking all these tax dollars, but they mismanage money all the time. We spend all this money on war that is a conflated idea that we're fighting people that are gonna take our livelihood when that's actually not the truth um, we're fighting for our freedom constantly yeah ISIS isn't gonna come to the US and overthrow our government that's mm-hmm. just not reality um, and we yet we spend so much money on being involved in whatever wars or whatever in the Mi- Middle East or whatever country we deem a threat um, that's a mismanagement of money. But the same thing happens on a small scale in local government and the police force. You have people that get a little too much power. They have this money. They could see how they want it to be spent. And they mismanage the money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think it, on a grander scale, um, we're talking about, you know, uh, there's a lack of accountability for the people that are in powerful positions. Um, and, you know, I think it, it's, it's a testament to, like, what's been going on in our government um, it federally as well. It's like, you know, how you have all these people that are supposed to represent us. But, you know, you have uh, Sleepy Joe and Speed Trump duking it out. And they're not really the most uh, accurate representations of the vast majority of the population. Yet these are the two options we're stuck with. Because it's all a, a political game. Yeah, I think uh, it, I think that if 
there's probably one thing I'm going to say uh, during this uh, uh, cast that we're doing um, is to register to vote. Everybody needs to register to vote. I know yesterday was uh, National Voter Registration Day. I don't know when the deadline is for every state, but register to vote. And regardless who you want to vote for, do not write in a name uh, and do not vote third party when it comes to uh, the presidential election, federal election. Uh, if you do, I think you're automatically, you know, that's where it gets wishy why I don't, I think you automatically vote for Trump if you write in a name, uh, mainly because he's incumbent, uh, the incumbent presidency. Uh, also, I think, uh, like, you, if you're unhappy with Trump, but you're unhappy with Biden, and you want more of a progressive candidate than Biden, you have to understand that to get to that progressive candidate, there's a road, and Biden is that road. Like Obama was the the road there. If you uh, if you hate white people, and if you hate unborn babies, vote for Biden. Oh, that's a joke. That's, that's a joke. joke. Yeah, a yeah. Joke. I got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I've heard it. I've heard it. It's like people actually post it. So whatever. Um, well, I, to piggyback on what he's saying. Um, Register to vote. A lot of people want to talk a lot of shit. Okay? If you want to make a change, vote. This isn't a baseless uh, charge to get people to vote because I see a lot of people encouraging voting, but I feel like it's a misguided um, idea to get people to vote because they hate Trump. And I'm not a believer in that. I'm a believer that you should vote because if you want your... your, your People say my vote, does, vote doesn't count. I think more than ever, your, vo your vote does matter because if you are voting, especially on a local level, people want to focus local, on the president. Yeah. Local. Listen, no one gives a shit about who's the president. Let's, let's act like we don't have news. What affects you the most? Local. Because your taxes are affected, you know, where they're going to build stuff. Look, where I live, they built this big fucking stadium that I hate. I drive by it all the time and I hate it because it costs, it? It costs millions of dollars, million dollars when you could have paid teachers more or invested it in something else, yet they built another stadium when they already have one. Mm -hmm. It's just my opinion. So if I don't want that to happen, I need to be involved in local government for one, and two, I need to vote people that are going to represent my ideas. And that's going to have a direct result for me, generally speaking. Now. As you affect your local government, it bleeds to higher. So as you start to make an effect locally, it starts to make an effect elsewhere. So for those of you that think your vote doesn't matter, you're wrong. You need to get educated on who's local, who's representing your state, who's running for the House of Representatives, who's running for the Senate, who's running for, you know, councilman and the mayor and all sheriff, that stuff. Down to sheriff. Everything. Everything down matters. I've, uh, this is going to be my first year to vote, by the way. I'll just let that known. I, I've never voted before, but I feel like I'm... I feel that I'm educated enough, whether I am or not. I've been doing my research on uh, people running. Uh, I don't believe in a voting straight ticket. Uh, I want people, again, who, who match my values for the most part. Not everybody aligns 100%, but... Uh, if 
you know, if I see a candidate, Republican, Democrat, in, in the local area, uh, local area, third party, independent, whatever, and they match my values, I'll most likely vote for them. Uh, when it gets to state, um, state and federal stuff, uh, instead of local, that's where it really gets into the uh, two-party system, especially the president. And if you do not cast within that two-party system in America, uh, you are essentially not voting. You have like that's. I think that's a a thing people need to understand is that we're a two-party system here in America, whether you like it or not. You have a Democrat, you have a Republican. You need to vote Democrat or Republican when it comes to the president to actually have your vote count. Third party doesn't really work here in America. Well, and that's the thing. Like <clears throat> articles of unity is something that's interesting to me. Um, if you don't know what it is, you can look it up. It's basically they want to take the two parties and then just take one person from each side that is a center left, center right, and then represent you know the vast majority of Americans, which would be the case. Um, I think it's a great idea. I think it could work. The hardest part is going to be getting into, especially that presidential row role. I think for them, what would be the smartest route for them to do as they build to get enough traction, especially for the next election, is that they start breaking in some people that are part of that third party or the Articles and Unity group into smaller roles. That way, it'll be easier for them to vertically integrate. Mm -hmm. um, so once they have people that represent with, you know, we're just patriots that want to do what's right. You know, we don't want to wreck, you know, we are Republican or Democrat, but we don't want to be aligned with the duopoly, you know, the conglomerates of, of the political system. We represent true pa patriotism. Um, then you can start, you know, working your way up. And I think that would be a smarter route for them. Yeah, I think that would be a good. I think the issue with a lot of stuff uh, in uh, our society at the moment is money. Uh, and maybe it's a direct reflection of the capital capitalistic nature of America and wanting to have constant growth. I think that's a, a horrible mind to have uh, where you have to have a certain amount of growth each year. Yes, you want to show growth to shareholders, but when you have to cut things to show that growth, to make that profit, I think that's where you're getting, that's a whole different subject, but I think that's, it's, it's, it's an unhealthy mindset, I think. And what's happening on the political side is I think there's so much money involved with the DNC and the RNC, uh, that it's hard for a third party or anything to break in if they don't have that money or funding. Um, and how do you how do you wreck that? You know, do you say, you know, could you look at Michael Bloomberg and be like, bro, you just dropped a hundred million dollars on uh, Biden. Why don't we, uh, you know, start fundraising and making money to create a, another party who has. Uh, all, all the uh, you know, uh, all the avenues of uh, po politic, you know, politics stuff like uh, where you can see voter registration, where you can reach out, 
uh, all this grassroots stuff, but you know, actually, actually fund it and get bigger than the RNC and DNC. I think that's what's going to have to happen to uh, create a new party in, in the thing in in our system. It's it's money. The the parties, as much as we want to fantasize about how money doesn't matter or how people don't want to fantasize how money shouldn't matter or doesn't matter in something like this. I think that you have to understand that that is what is what is keeping everything down is the RNC and the DNC is such a big political movement in America that they can uh, they can stifle they, they, they can stifle other uh, political growth parties, you know, and and you're not going to have that big name come up. Well, like I told you before, I think, you know, money is definitely an issue, right? Because it, 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 it rules everything. But like I said before, I think what happens is, is people are not as reliable as they think, right? I think sometimes people have this idea, I'm going to go into the Democratic Party, I'm going to get elected, I'm going to change everything. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. humans are so easily distracted that they think that they're the person. But then when they are under that pressure, they get distracted by other shit. Oh, that lobbying money is, uh, that's huge. It's the easiest way it's to distract just, people. Yeah. But I think that's one thing that people fail to realize that we're just humans, right? And a lot of times people are focused and are driven to actually, you know, cause a change or. Or make changes, but I think the vast majority of people, you know, they're good-hearted and they have the right mindset, and they might be, you know, they might truly believe they're doing good, but then they get distracted. Mm, yeah, you know. Um, but before I do want to say this, would you say you're more of a left? Uh, you know, I've been saying that I'm a conservative liberal for a, a little while. Um, I would say I lean more left. Uh, than right, I guess you know. I don't uh, know what I would be, but let's let's just agree, okay? People want to say Democrat, you know, pro life, pro choice, whatever the fuck. There's one ultimate reality: they both want war. That's all they care about. Well, I think that again, there's money in there. There's uh, the mi- military-industrial complex rules both sure. parties. Yeah, I think the military-industrial complex is huge. I think like if you if you preach or you talk against that, you're gonna have like veterans come out or you know people there. The, the thing is, like, veterans like always defend war because the thing is, you can never discount someone who has seen true violence in war as they have because, like, it's like the perception is reality, right? Mm-hmm. We're so far from war that we don't believe it's something we need. And that might be the truth. But if you're someone who's on the front lines, you see that people are trying to kill you and they hate you. Death to America, whatever. Their perception is that these people are a threat because they're trying to take my life. Right? Right. So to them, it is a real threat. You know? Yeah. And they're placed there, so... Yeah. So so their reality is different than ours. You know, they signed up... uh, you sign up for a job, you're sent to do a job, you do your job, and that's like, you, again, you're putting yourself, I feel like, in that danger, uh, but 
that is an avenue to better your life as well. So some people, some people need that to go to college. They need it to get out from where they are, uh, and it's 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 a. I think it's a a good thing, and I think like we were talking about conscri- con, uh, conscription, right? Like you you need to serve. Like if America started uh, conscripting like at the age of 18 or whatever, you had to do four years of service before you're 26 or some some crazy thing like that, right? Not so crazy, like uh, other countries do it. Uh, you know, then I guess being a veteran wouldn't be, uh, I guess, a, a big deal or anything. But at the same time, like everybody, like we could have, uh, we were saying like you could have healthcare based off that, mm-hmm. right? Like education. Oh, you served education, so you served, you gave your time. Guess what? Now you get education. Now you get healthcare. Um, you know, kind of how it is now. But you know, everybody has to do it. it. Maybe you're able to opt out of it somehow, and you don't get that. You don't get that opportunity. You have to now pay for education. You now have to pay for healthcare. I think that would be. Um, I think I didn't serve. I got a bunch of friends and family that served, um, and uh, so I can't, you know, speak on a, a so lot. So all the veterans. I'm not a hater on veterans. I got respect for all first responders and <clears throat> veterans. People that hate on them just are ignorant to what they have to put up with. So people who hate cops don't understand what they have to deal with. Same thing with veterans. I. This is the honest truth. In hindsight. Maybe I should have served in the military in some form or fashion. Um, but honestly, from a young age... You still I, can, son. You, huh? still, you still can. I still could. But um, from a young age, I had a lot of conspiracies floating in my mind and stuff. So I had a mo- morality uh, conflict um, for myself um, that I didn't feel okay with laying my life on the line for a country that I felt like didn't really represent what I thought was correct, like the war in the Middle East and stuff like that. Um, I still kind of have those feelings, but I think though that the military, like it takes a special person to, you know, enlist and sacrifice your life, which is why in a sense, I understand the kind of pride that veterans have and they have this representation that, well, you know, we have to protect our freedom because it's the same thing as like if you were, it's not the same, but it's the same concept of Someone who's young who hates oil, they become an engineer though. They get a job in oil. Guess what? They're not hating oil. Why? Because they're benefiting from they're benefiting, oil. Yeah. Right? Now yeah. they're making a nice paycheck. It's the same thing with the, the military. You have a sense of pride that you earn from being a veteran, you know, you saw combat, you know, you have this it's like a different You get that sense of unity. It's yeah. like being a part of a group, like not a gang, like you can't maybe you say gang I don't know like you you're you're part of a group right and that that group you sweat blood tears <clears throat> the camaraderie you get out of that stuff is like it's another thing and that's you know uh, being an athlete and doing athletics being a part of a team you know I missed that when I uh, you know stopped swimming and I graduated uh, and that community is like really nice and I think that's why I got into you know, CrossFit again, and uh, it's just really nice to share an experience with somebody uh, where you're pushing yourself beyond your limits, 
you know, and those, you know, the, uh, you know, service members doing that, you know, they're pushing themselves beyond their limits, uh, beyond everybody, you know, beyond other limits too. So that's, uh, that's, that's pretty great. That's a tangent. I don't know where I was going with that. So, uh, sorry about that. My mind just like, um, but yeah, uh, I think, I think the, the war machine turns war on drugs. It's horrible. We lost that. Somebody needs to admit it. I'll admit it first. America, you lost the war on drugs. Uh, sucks. Um, mid defeat. Pull out. Stop it. Didn't work with alcohol. Not going to work with anything else. Surrender. Surrender to Just the, let it take you over. Let the drugs wash over you. No, don't do, don't do that. Don't do that. Moderation. Uh, but I think, um, yeah, I think that uh, going back to the cap, I think the capitalist idea of how you should have everything run as a business and I think that's how our government is starting to run um, more of their uh, public stuff as a business and trying to find ways to have uh, overage or produce uh, a gain and I don't think public service should have produced gain or overage I think like it should be almost null or a little bit of a deficit. Um, but I think that there is like wild spending, uh, like the state, the $7.5 million stadium that was only supposed to be $5 million sitting on, you know, and then it did nothing during Corona. What did that do for, you know, what does that do? It was a testing site. Bro. Yeah, it was a testing site. So what, you know, and what you have, you have football, the soccer play there. I don't yeah, know. They do? they do nice. So you have like football and soccer play there. The so, thing is, eh. you're gonna pay for this giant ass stadium for these kids to play their last high school football game, where ninety percent of them aren't gonna play college or even play pro. So what's the point? I just sports it's are nice. important. It looks I, nice, man. I don't it's a flex. I don't care. Like, I love sports, and I think sports help you know people develop. But why does it have to be that glamorous? Like, why do you have to spend all this money on it? It's like the same thing as, like, that's what Katie has become. You know, they could pay teachers more. They could have the best education system in the country. But they pump a lot of their money into sports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that's how they get well, extra Extracurriculars, too. I know bands coming up. Uh, they do band contests there. I mean, yeah. I live, I live like, right by it and. Jesus, dude, hearing those horns and drums at some time in the morning till sometime at night is kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool. I mean, I enjoy that stuff, so it, it doesn't bother me. You can do that in a field. What's uh, the problem? Yeah, yeah. Uh, high school, the, like, Katie High has a giant Katie field. Katie Junior High. Like, they have, like, four football fields, like, right on the school. But it, it, it doesn't have the nice lights. It doesn't have those box seats. Um, Look. It doesn't have the capacity. I've never seen those stands filled up, by the way. Like, I don't know why you have to have all those. I have a question for you. How do you feel about bullying? Okay. Bullying? uh, You know, I don't think... I think bullying is a natural thing. I think it's a natural thing. I was, you know, I was bullied growing up. And I don't think there is, like... Yeah, I had my resentments. moved moved past them. You know, do I bring it up every now and then? Yeah, I bring it up every now and then. But, you know, I've made my peace. That's just how... That's how it was. I was a weird kid. We were talking about weird kids doing weird shit. 
I was a weird, I was a weird kid. I wore purple pants and a green Gumby shirt, you know, and Vans. It's like one of my. This I wore it probably like three days in a row because like, did I change? Did I change clothes? No. Did I smell like chlorine all the time? Yeah, I was swimming. So, um, but I was a weird kid. So maybe I deserved bullying. I didn't fit in the norm. Um, I was also small, uh, very skinny. I was like five one, five two when I entered high school, and maybe a hundred pounds, maybe. I was very yeah, skinny. Dude. Yeah, dude. I was fucking skinny, bro. <laughs> I uh, bag of bones. Yeah, dude. I was uh, I was like five ten when I graduated, five ten, five eleven, and I only weighed one forty. So I was like. Listen, from basically from eighth grade, I probably wasn't as tall as I am now, but I was probably like five ten, and I weigh I've I've weighed over two hundred since I was in eighth grade. Yeah, all through high school. Jesus, no, I couldn't gain weight. Like I, so if I don't work out, I've I haven't worked out in probably like two days. And if I don't work out today, I'm probably gonna lose. Like uh, if I get on the scale, I have like a five pound deficit. Like, I just lose weight. Like, I just get skinny. I don't understand it. That's my genetics. But I believe, you know, I believe bullying is kind of like a natural thing. Um, and uh, I think uh, I like the way kids are growing up now. They're more accepting. Uh, but you listen to kids, like, especially girls, dude. Girls are, man. Girls will talk some shit. They will talk some Don't shit. Don't make me say. I'm gonna say. It, okay, bullying. The non-bullying has made us weak. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I, I, mean, I just. I... I just think my opinion on this. <clears throat> it's a rite of passage. I think that we've taken some responsibility away from the adults <clears throat> to actually be adults and help. You know, intervene or help people. You know. Let's put it this way. If you were bullied and everybody was in martial arts, there would be no craziness except the outliers who are genuinely like mentally impaired, like have mental issues. But uh, everybody's going to pick on somebody for differences. Exactly. There's going to be differences. But I think some kind of martial art or some kind of leveling pay- playing field would make it where you would you could stand up for yourself. Yeah. And then there would be a mutual respect because then they know like that's the whole thing about a bully. A bully picks I, on you because they think that they're you're an easy target and you're not gonna do anything in response. Yeah. When you buck up, and, it's like oh, okay. and they want that, and the, and they I feel like they also want that like uh, either the power over the person or just to get somebody to feel feel a certain way, you know? Um, because there's people out there that are like, you know, I try to compliment everybody. And uh, like, I'm like, hey, you're looking good today, or something like that. And you know, there's people out there that'll that'll compliment, but then there's also people out there. I do make fun of people too. I make fun of kids a whole lot. Like I coach, I coach swimming, right? I coach kids, and that's what I do. I just make fun of them because I think it's funny. And you know, then you're like, you know, hey, you're doing good. Like, uh, if if a guy gets his, if a guy gets his haircut you know i'll just make like stupid jokes like hey man you get a haircut they're like yeah i got a haircut well your ears look big today you know (laughs) yeah i can tell because your ears look big you know and they're you know they're just like oh yeah but i think also 
bullying helps self confidence, and that's that's a, a as long as there's that overcoming of the bully. Like, yeah, they picked on me for this, but I realize that I'm okay with myself. Right? And we talked about that earlier. Is like because I will, in middle school. Listen, I still like metal. If I wanted to wear skinny jeans, I would. The problem is, is no matter what jeans I wear, they're all skinny jeans now. Because before I didn't really work out. Now that I work out, my legs are much larger. You got that man ass, bro. Dude, every yeah. jeans I wear are like skinny jeans. Oh, but yeah. I still wear band tees. I still like band and stuff. In middle school, I was an emo or metalhead, whatever. I wore vans, skinny jeans, band tee. I had long hair. It was like down to here. Um, and people made fun of me for it. But, it's like you're saying, the thing is, is like you have to have an adult who can teach these kids, whether it's a parent, a family member, a teacher, whatever. What it comes down to is you have a choice. It's just like in life. You have a choice to choose to be broken down by someone bullying you or be okay with who you are. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you obviously pick to wear that for a certain reason, right? Or to be the person you are for a certain reason. Yeah. In hindsight, you might realize, oh, that was a bad choice. You know, I was immature, whatever. But in that moment, you have the, it's, it's building your character to, be, to accept yourself and be okay that there's going to be people that don't like you. There's going to be people that make fun of you. There's going to be people that don't agree with you. But I'm okay with myself. My wife makes fun of me every day. I still think she's my bully. Like I, she, she just rips on me every day. Sometimes I cry, cry going to sleep at night because of her. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you on that. It's uh, you have to be comfortable with yourself. I think uh, also, you know, there's there is wanting to fit in, right? Finding your group, and sometimes when you're in a location, like that group doesn't exist. Right, and that's a that's a crazy thing. Uh, like, let's say there's like you're emo punk or what whatever, and everybody else's country. You know, you live in BFE, and now you're wearing boots. Now you're wearing boots, but you still wear like "God Save the Queen" Sex Pistols shirts, and everybody's like, "Man, that's a weird weird sound you got there." But you know, all right, you know, and it's like, okay, cool, but. Uh, and then you're Billy Strings, and you're jamming out bluegrass as fast as you can and ripping a guitar, right? He likes metal. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I saw him wearing the shirt that was like some metal band. I was like, dang, Billy Strings has some good music taste. Billy Strings is awesome. So, Billy Strings, check him out. Uh, if you listen ever, Billy Strings, hey, cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, bullying is, uh, I think, like, nowadays, uh, you know, you have a lot of acceptance, and I think that being preached is really nice um but there are there there are still like bullies i think the zero tolerance policy on fighting and stuff gets more kids in trouble than it should and i think when like you fight like when you fight back you shouldn't be in trouble and i understand from like insurance is another horrible thing in america where you have to 
like playgrounds are non-existent. They don't have well, ropes and stuff so in school and stuff. So this is a, a little bit. This is like goes back to what I said. It's about being weak. We're getting out of touch with reality here. That we live in this world where you'll never be hurt. Your feelings will never be hurt. You never have to work hard. You never. You're just gonna get what you deserve, which is everything. Which yeah, is, that's, which, that's 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 wrong. And it's, it's, yeah, I be, I believe that nature is the way it should be. Now we do have this technology side. I have mixed feelings. I love technology. I love science and math and learning about it. But at the same same side, I think that it also makes us out of touch with reality. It's like like the you know veganism and vegetarian. Like I really don't give a fuck what people do. You can eat whatever you want. Like, it doesn't bother me as long as you don't tell me that I'm, uh, you know, evil for eating meat. Like, I don't care. Do you, I don't believe, t- do you believe in vegan athletes uh, that don't have to take supplements? I think that it is a genetic thing. It's just like nutrition. It varies from person to person. Some people have genetics that allows them to do that. Some people don't. I think I think it just depends. It's, it's kind of like, you know, anybody that says that vegan's for good for everybody, that's fucking false. Because... Yeah. Your ancestors ate a certain thing that affects the way that your genetics are now. So um, that's a big factor that people tend to neglect. Mm. Um, so I don't care what you eat. If you, as long as you, it's like the same thing. Like, like I don't care about LGBTQ. Like whatever the fuck. If you, as long as you're not hurting anybody, you know, I'm not going to accept the maps and pedophiles as part of that because. We won't even maps. go down that. What's maps? Uh, minor attractive person or something like that. Oh no! It, they pedo pedos have rebranded themselves as maps. It's a a uh, friendly term that they use now. Yeah. No, I think I. But uh, my my, my point is is that I don't care what people do. People are entitled. If you want to be trans, whatever. But once you start to, you know, attack me or force me. To live my life a different way is when I have a problem with it. Yeah. So, and the thing is, like, like what my point is with this is that in nature, there's none of this bullshit. A bear is a bear, and I'm a human. I have to survive, or whatever animal you want to fill in the blank with. And sometimes, you know, I'm gonna fucking fight the bear or whatever, or you know, I get hurt. What am I going to do? Say, like, this is unfair that life's like that? No. If I want to live, I have to survive. Mm-hmm. And I think that we have gotten a little out of touch with that. I think fighting is normal. I think, especially with males, yeah, it's a, like, instinct to, not that, you know, relying on that, you know, primal instinct is always the best thing. That's why we, I think that's like what make that's what makes humans humans. You know, we have the social, um, part of our brain and how you know you know we don't always have to rely on the primal side but i think it's important you know like fighting is okay but there should be rules to fighting you know if someone gets knocked out or blood is drawn it should be done but other than that i think it's perfectly okay why isn't it okay that two kids scrap it out my opinion is on it is that both kids are going to find out something about that fight yeah they're gonna leave the fight like okay I need to know how to fight or you know the, the bully might get beat up and think well shit maybe I shouldn't bully this kid yeah 
Well, I think also, too, like, most bullying is done in a group. So, like, the kids would gang up on one kid, right? Like, there is, like, three or four kids that would gang up on me, necessarily. And, like, you know, call names. You know, I don't I'm a know teacher. if we ever... I'm a teacher. I mean, like, we have two parents agreed. You know, corporal punishment and all that stuff is good. Okay. Uh, Jimmy, you were bullying John? All right. Glove up. Let's well, go. That's what, I mean, that's how they used to do it, dude. So... Maybe the I don't like reflecting on the good old days, but I mean I feel like that's like something that needs needs that we did that in ROTC. Like if there was beef, like we had. I hope I hope uh, Coach Mac, you're already retired. I think you're already retired. You don't get in trouble, but we had pads and we'd run at each other as hard as we can, and you know we'd squash beef that way. I mean, in reality, that's how football is. Yeah, if people had yeah. beef. You know, you could you would just do like Oklahoma drill or something. Like if you had, you would call somebody out or whatever, and then it's basically like fighting. You're physically contacting the person. One person's gonna get laid out, you know, and then you're like, okay, that's that. And ultimately, I think whenever you have some kind of physical altercation that's consented and you both agree, and like someone gets loses and one wins. When you leave that, it's the same thing as like fighting. Most of the time when fights end, there's a mutual respect. Yeah. Because it's like, you were man enough to step to me. I was man enough to step to you. You know, this is something we could walk away from and be like, you know, like now we have respect for each other. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's, uh, it's a resolution. Yeah. Resolution, right? So you have to, I think the resolution is uh, a good thing in life on that. You don't want to leave it hanging, right? Uh, yeah, going back to, going back to having the coach in ROTC and, you know, we'd pad up and run at each other. It's like, That's pretty awesome, actually. It's pretty cool. Like, you, and, uh, what else did we have? We had, like, you, it was, like, block pads, so, like, you were holding it here and you can hit people like that with it, but that's, 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 that's what we did. We, if we had beef with somebody, uh... You know, we called him out and we ran at it. I remember getting my ass. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but uh, you know, we were friends, and I was like, "I'm gonna go against you again." I was like 76 pounds. This kid was probably 150 pounds. He threw my ass across the gym. We ran, and he's like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "Let's do it, dude!" Bah! Bounced right off of him. So, um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, I think that resolution is a a much needed thing in our society, uh, that, that kids don't get. Um, and I think it's, it's not an equalizer, but again, it, it, there's something to it where like there's, there's a buildup of tension and that resolution has to happen. Right. Uh, or if they, Maybe if they're put to work and they have to work as a team, but it's like just physical stuff. You know, they have to move a log. Yeah. You know, something that, you know, will bond them together. I think that physical release of, of tension. Well, that's what unites people in like military and stuff like mm-hmm. that, training. But um, on with that, I forgot what I was going to say. I literally had it. Oh, uh, this is just a soup of thoughts, really. Like, we're just talking. You know, in reality, that might not be something that's feasible. You know, letting people fight and stuff like that. Hey, they can do it in that legacy stadium, dude. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you can fill that thing up. Gladiator style. 16 kids. But... 
the the reality is if you're a parent, right, or going to be a parent in the future, or you know you're a young person, and you're getting bullied, or your kid's getting bullied, or you know that your kid's gonna be bullied, right? Because it's just the way of life. Um, put your kid in a martial art, in something that's gonna act not taekwondo because that's not really gonna help anybody fight, right? But something like jiu-jitsu or kickboxing, where they can actually defend themselves. Um, not only would it apply later in life, so that you would never have to worry about them being able to handle themselves if someone tried to attack them or kidnap them or whatever, they could defend themselves. But also, if a bully attacks them, for one, they'll have, uh, you know, they would only use it if they absolutely needed to, because that's how martial arts is. You're not gonna inflict pain on somebody just because you can. Um, and they would be humble because it's hard, um, but they could defend themselves. Then they would have the confidence in themselves to be able to defend themselves or defend their honor or even defend somebody else because that's the other thing. If your kid, like that's one thing that I hope for my daughter is I'm gonna put her in jujitsu when she's of age. She knows how to defend herself. I would hope that you know people wouldn't mess with her to begin with, but that she would step up and defend somebody who is being picked on. Yeah, that's another thing. Nobody, you know, you don't have people. I think that's something else that needs to be taught is like, if somebody sees wrong, or if somebody sees that it doesn't fit within what they believe, like, hey, step up and say something, yeah. you know? Not, not to the extent where it's like white knight or something like that, where like you step in and you're trying to save the girl and you don't even know what's happening. But like, be like, hey guys, let's let's calm down. Let's take a step back. Like, hey, it doesn't need to, you know, you shouldn't talk to this person this way. Something like that, right? Um, I think that's that's something that needs to be taught. And it's a weird feeling when you when you first stand up for yourself, or you you stand up for somebody else, or you go against what somebody else says. It is a weird feeling, and uh, like I think. So, I think there's a lot of bullying and not necessary. it might not be bullying, but a lot of, uh, when you get into a certain, like social media is a horrible thing. And to show this, because there's keyboard warriors where you're gonna have people, um, you know, bully you or tell you you're wrong. I'll, if I've told you you're wrong on Facebook or, any social media platform, I will gladly sit down and tell you and show you like why you're wrong. Well, this okay? is another, this have, is another topic. There's a lot of people on social media <laughs> who will talk a lot of shit <laughs> and they'll come at you crazy. YouTubers. No, but, right. but if you saw me in person, your mouth would be fucking shut. Possibly. I talk shit to this guy all the time. But. Kind of. But for the most part, all these people feel emboldened because they they don't have to face somebody face to face. So, so, so that's a part of it. But on the social media, you have those circles where it's like, yes, everybody is sounding the yes horn, right? Like, uh, you know, they they said yes, 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 like, oh, I agree with you. You know, it's it's an agreeable circle. And I had to get off. I I I definitely had to get off recently because of like. I like as the election comes up, people just post some stupid shit, and it's like, why are you like? Does this really sit with you? Are you just memeing? 
because people post some crazy memes, I guess, nowadays to get people riled up. But, like, I feel that it's necessary, even if I agree with it, to be like, maybe this, you know, this is a dissenting opinion. I think people, and people block people that have dissenting opinions. Mom groups, the stuff that's in mom's groups gets so out of control with yeses and, like, I think it gets ex exacerbated, you know, like, they'll go so deep, like, it's almost like they're one-upping each other, and it's like, you know, they're like, oh, I use, like, let's say I use one drop of essential oil with, you know, a teaspoon of, uh, a teaspoon of coconut oil or something like that, and it smells great. Oh, I use two drops of coconut oil and a, a teaspoon. And you know, it's, it, it, that's just a weird, uh, oh, you know, a weird, uh, you know, parallel story with that stuff. But I, I think that's what, you know, people get into a little bit of competition with agreeing and how much either disgust they can show towards something or how much they agree with it. And then nobody's in there like, yeah, but there's another thought another thought process behind there and there's other things that show different things and a lot of people like to say well this proves this proves a I lot of people talking absolute yeah shit. they're siths they're siths they're sith lords i'm a sith by the way not a jedi right i like the sith powers I like the lightning that's cool as shit right um but uh the, the nothing proves science is not a, a proof like math, you have proofs. You can do proofs, right? Science is not proof. So it I is shown. Two plus two equals five. Oh, bro, we can we can do two plus two equals five. It's gonna take a little I, while to I get there. I don't really even know. <laughs> Listen, I'm, gonna be, I'm gonna be completely honest. <clears throat> I don't know anything really about that. I just see it on Twitter and people talk about it. And my initial instinct when I see it is, what kind of fuckery is this? It's wizardry, bro. It's straight up wizardry. Like it's like, oh my god, they're casting spells on a blackboard or something, dude. Casting spells, but that's. Uh, I was talking earlier. There's a continuum. Like I, philo I think philosophy 101 should be like in high school. Philosophy needs to be started. Critical thinking needs to be. There should be uh, taxes taught. should be taught. All basic finance, personal finance should be taught. Um, I think they could eliminate a lot of things from high school, honestly, that are just pointless. Oh, pointless. But I think they should do personal finance. They should be having philosophy. They should be having, uh, I mean, just like, I think history needs to be revamped because the history that they teach is high Bro, guess, guess where history comes from in America? Where? Guess it, Texas. Oh, what, yeah, Texas that's right. Are, that's right. McGraw Hills. McGraw, up, yeah. Yeah, up in Texas. <laughs> Texas has... What they put in the books gets changed a little bit, but for the most part, what Texas puts in those books gets sent out to the rest of America because McGraw-Hill, and this is, I think, like, it's, I don't know, it's big, but we got the books here, and we get to say what's in the books, so all the other states, aside from California, I think California might have something else, but hey, man, we're... Texas is making the history history books right now. If you're in any kind of schooling, you know, we got your history already, Texas. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, there's. I wanted to talk about this continuum. I, I think like people, you got a spectrum. You got this continuum. You got one side that's like extreme. The other side is extreme. You got the middle that's moderate, right? And this can go for anything. And the two sides of the extreme are kind of closer together than they are to the moderate. It's it's kind of crazy. Even though they're far away, if you take this route, like the short route, they're kind of close because they're so on if you get red pilled, you just jump. Yeah, you just jump. That's how it goes. Like <laughs> there's no there's no it's it's like all these people with the QAnon shit, right? They're like they're like, oh, I used uh, I voted for Hillary, but now I'm voting for Trump. Yeah, because he's saved. Trump's our savior. He he's bringing pedophiles. There's no more adrenochrome. He's draining the swamp. All okay, that shit. Which you know? I was listening to a podcast, and they bring a good point, and it makes me want to say it too because I think it's really good. I was listening to your mom's house podcast, and they were like, "People, I think that Donald Trump is a true Christian. Are you out of your mind?" And I agree. Do you really think that Donald Trump sits down every night, cracks open the Bible? That dude didn't know what a Bible was till he walked out that church when he got moved everybody. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think he's a Christian like most people. Most people are not genuine Christians where they go to they go to Easter service and then uh, that's probably the only time they pray in here. <laughs> but um, I think it's about the same kind of Christian as that. He needs to release his taxes so we can see how much he donates to church or how much yeah, he tithes. What's his tithe? What's his tithe? Does he do the 20%? Is it 20% or 15 And in, in his defense, <laughs> that doesn't make him a bad person. I am not trying to attack Trump contrary to what most people say. My only problems with Trump is that he is not a good person of character. All right, I don't. So I don't talk like I try not to talk politics. I don't like I actually hit a point of not caring. I guess so. Um, I th I think that Trump is a person. I think everybody needs to understand that he's a person, good or bad, whatever. He's the president. I think you know he's driving the ship, like. You should support him for the most part. The reason why I don't like Trump, like, if there's something that I can say negative about Trump is that he is divisive and he's not a unifier. Like, the stuff he says, the stuff he tweets, Okay, so he doesn't unify. On he, what, on, I agree, and that's why I say I don't think he's a good person of character just because I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't think he genuinely do things bad to people, right? Unless I think, it's about money. I think he would do shady stuff on money, like tax evasion, which all those people do anyway, so it doesn't even fucking matter. People want to say, we want to see your tax returns. Ask tax returns from Nancy Pelosi and all those other fucks, too. They're going to have the same exact problems he has. So they can fuck off with all that. But my point is that when you look at what he's good at and what he's done well, it's good. It's good. But in terms of what he actually... Has done to unify people it's not good he's not president he's not a good leader but when you take him as a role of what he's done um, for the country you know in general I think that he hasn't done anything bad um, but you know I you can't hate a man because that's the way he is you know I, I, I just don't I don't think that the way that media paints him is true I don't think he's racist does he cater to people that might be racist? Yes. Yes. But do I think he's racist? No. I just think he doesn't give a fuck. And that's the truth. That's the truth. He doesn't give a fuck. That's the truth. I, 
you know, I I'll agree with you on he doesn't care. Like he doesn't he does not he he he's he thinks about his interests and I think that he thinks about winning. And what he does to win or be better. The only I thing is I think he's I think that's something that he thinks about. As an outside but, observer, my opinion is that the only reason like that that's the reason why he won't unify. Because everything is fueled by his ego. Mm-hmm. So would yes. he rather everybody be unified and then people be kind of lukewarm about him? You're like, he's okay. Or would he rather cater to the people that are cultist for Trump and that are going to exonerate him and exalt him forever? He's going to cater to the people that are going to inflate his ego the most. Oh, yeah. So my opinion is that he does want to win, but the only, his biggest issue as a person is his ego. And that's why I think he makes and says some of the stuff he does is because it comes down to what's going to make his ego more inflated. Yeah. But you think about the way that he grew up and the environment he's been in. It's it's hard to fault the guy. When you grow up with that much money, you know, you're out of touch with reality. This is something I told you. Like people are like – we were talking about Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg or whatever about how that picture of her at the wedding or whatever. Look. People, I don't think people understand that if you're making a certain amount of money or you're in a position of power in the United States, a high-level athlete, anything to that extent, you are on a different playing field than everybody else. You, you, you are. And people are like, why did Ruth Bader Ginsburg get to do that? Uh... The wedding. Do the wedding. Those people probably connected. Uh, they're probably made a good amount of money, or they're family friends, or they're friends of a family friend. They know her personally. Guess what? I bet you all those people were tested for coronavirus before they got together. And if they were not wearing masks, that's why they were wearing masks. Like Trump. Like I read somewhere that Trump is tested twice a day. I went back and after we talked, I went back and looked. He's tested at least one time a day. NBA players are tested before every game. Yep. I'm pretty sure they're tested one time a day. NFL players tested before every game. MLB players, pretty sure tested for every game. Like, this is a these people, if you're reading the news, you're not part of these people. Yeah. Unless you're reading economic news or stock market news. Like it, they they are so far removed from our version of society that you people can't fathom what what they do. You know, like I think that's something that people need to understand is that there's different societies within our societies. There's you can say culture groups, society, whatever. It's just that these people are well. Most are, people are, sit. Most people sit in the middle class or lower class. Mm-hmm. You know, the the people in the upper class, like, there's a clear distinction. Like, and that's one thing that I said is, like, the one of the biggest problems in this country is Jeff Bezos. Not him in particular. He is an example of what's wrong with this country. And what I mean by that is, Jeff Bezos only got richer during the pandemic. Okay? There's people whose names are not out there, who are not known to the public, who are in the same boat as him. 
He just so happens to be a public figure that has made all this money. Amazon, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But there's people who are like him who have only gotten richer with do everything you, that's going on. Do you think he he has a board? Amazon has to have a board, right? Uh, I don't know how that works. Well, who's on that board of Amazon? We that's something that people should ask. How much well, money? And that's the thing. That's too. the thing. I think that most of the people that make the most money in the country that we do not know of, they are the people that are board members and stuff. They're the people that actually make decisions here. Um, and people don't realize that. You know, people think that Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and all these people are the rich people. Is Mark Zuckerberg? They're fucking nobody. There's people above them that, if people knew how rich these people were, that the world would melt. Literally, it's like the Rothschilds. Like you don't hear about the Rothschilds because the whole family's wealth combined is more than anything in the world. But the way they keep it hidden is it's broken up between all the children. It doesn't mean that they're not as wealthy as they are because they own so much fucking shit. It's ridiculous. Yeah. This isn't, and this isn't a crazy conspiracy. This no. is like actual this stuff. This is actual yeah, truth. I the same like people who have owned stuff since stuff. the 1900s still own it. The only thing that they've done is they've dispersed it and made, you know, that's what philanthropy was. You had these greedy pigs of people that war hoarded all the wealth and to make themselves look better they got involved in philanthropy why do you think jeff Ep jeff epstein wasn't really looked on badly until he got caught was because he was involved in the same thing all these rich people they create an image for themselves that they're good people yeah it's and then, a and it's an in-group too right like you i guess you can tie that back to bullying um is that that's a, that's an in-group and they're you want to talk about bullying? That's that's bullying America. You're being bullied by the by the ultra wealthy. It's these the people, ruling class. It's, I mean, these people these people live a totally different life than you could fathom, and you cannot. Our minds cannot process those numbers. Like I think that's a a thing with coronavirus too. Whether it's whether it is two hundred thousand or. Something's gonna come out and say the numbers were off or whatever. Um, two hundred thousand. Let's just say yes, two hundred thousand people died of coronavirus or coronavirus complications. Right? They had comorbidities, whatever. They died with coronavirus. I don't think people can fathom two hundred thousand. That number two hundred thousand. Seeing no, two two hundred thousand. It's like the same thing, like a billion. Two hundred thousand people. A billion dollars is so hard to comprehend. And then I remember watching a, a stream online of this guy who he made a lot of money on stocks, but he played video games. And he was like, "I want to show you guys exactly how much a billion is." And he wrote out a million dollars and then copied and pasted it. And then he's like, "You could buy all your friends a Lamborghini. And you erase ten of them, and then you could scroll through the list. You won't even know money's missing. Yeah. You would have no idea money's missing. That's how much a million a billion is. Just do it for yourself. If you want to know how much a billion dollars is, put out a thousand, a million." values a million a million a thousand times and then deduct a million dollars however many times buy a house here buy a house in miami buy a house wherever and you wouldn't even know you're missing money yeah and like it's so hard to comprehend it's like space it's like it's something that you don't you don't have a way to actually see but like just thinking about it, it hurts your head because you're like, how is that even possible? All right, and then you're generating more wealth on top of that because you don't have 
the billion dollars in a bank account. You have investments. You have people making money for you. Yeah, like startups that are going to blow up. Yeah. And it's it's actually gotten crazier for people to get rich now because you just invest in startups. You lose 50 grand because one busted. But then on the same token that you blew 50 grand, you've invested 100 into Uber when it first came out. And then mm-hmm. guess what? You're a, a majority shareholder. Shoot, it dude. goes public. You sell it. What the fuck? Yeah, Tesla, that would have been great. Not now. That's down like 100, 100 some odd dollars, 100 some odd points. That went down quick. It'll bounce back up. Uh, it's, you know, it's overvalued, however Elon Musk. Elon Musk <laughs> has the AIs figuring out how to maximize profits. He might oh, have, yeah, he might have a Neuralink in right now, and he's figuring out Bro, how, to, how to fix everything. I will sign up for that first Neuralink. I don't even care. Like, I'm down. I'm already down for the Neuralink. Like, I'm going to be bionic. I don't care. I would love to have the Neuralink. And I think, I think that's, I, I think if uh, Jeff Bezos did what Elon Musk does, the world would be a better place. I think that, I think that because. I mean, I, mean, I think that that shift, like, with someone with how much money he has put that much into advancement of technology and really forcing because he would have a more business approach where I think like Elon thoroughly does enjoy like you know innovation and stuff like that Mm -hmm. I think Jeff at the end of the day would be uh, push it in another direction and then it would force the world to literally like a revolution yeah yeah, I think. Well, I don't know about revolution. I think uh, the technology uh, revolution. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the technology revolution would uh, come come pretty quick. I think if if we start merging ourselves with technology more than just having the phone in our hand, tablet or computer or whatever, I think you reach that singularity point quick quicker. But I think that that's our next next phase. Um, coming to, uh, you know, a little bit back to bullying, uh, kind of. But watching my daughter grow up and then seeing events around me, I think human nature in itself is destructive. Like nature, we were talking. You were talking about it's it's natural. It's nature, right? So I don't think it's. Nature. I don't think it's. It's destructive. I think that we're not in tune with nature. Well, therefore, it makes. I us think. I think. I think man is destructive on their own. Look, I mean, especially in the way we now there are other cultures, and this is where nurture would come through. I think that are yes, more in tune with nature, had used nature uh, to build things. It would just be cyclical. You know? It would be. It yeah, would be, you give and take. Right, but now we use, 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 use. We we take, and I think that's you know, I hate saying it's all capitalism, but for the most part, that's just how we we're always looking for the next best thing. We're always trying to build better or go to something bigger. I guess like you don't unless you're downsizing, right? I guess like you're gonna buy a house. You're not gonna buy a cheaper house. You're not gonna buy a, a unless you in a monetary confinement. You're not gonna buy a refrigerator that or a TV that's like worse than your last TV, right? You're gonna oh, I had a 60 inch TV. I'm gonna get a 65 inch. It was 1080p. This one's gonna be 4K. 
You know, I'm not going to go backwards and I'm not going to stay the same if I have to buy something new, you know? Uh, but uh, we, as we. But we, psychedelics break that. No, dude, I still love. Uh, I mean. Well, we, it doesn't matter. We when you when you melt away the reality we live in and the dimension we live in, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but you have to come back to reality. You have to come. What back if you to just reality. never live in reality? Uh, I don't know, dude. I I don't know how that would that would uh, because then you're going to be locked up in a mental institution, <laughs> you know. But uh, the but we as we as humans are destructive, and I learned this from looking. At my toddler, because I can clean something, and then I can destroy have, it. Oh my god, they're gonna come by and just be like, "Boof!" I gave her my phone. She threw my phone on the ground. They, you know, because we don't understand how precious things are. I think, and I don't think the vast majority of people are thinking how precious life is, and or like what gift the world is to us whether you believe whatever you believe in like we are destroying whatever gift we were given to experience all this because we're destructive and that's our that's our nature in, in that's the name, what, in the name of what though it's like in the name of pleasure in the name of of, of I think it's I think it is ignorance I, I we don't know again we don't know what we have like or well, what we're witnessing it's like the idea though also of like discipline we're not we're not disciplined as a people either because if you think about it discipline is freedom right if you understand that having all these materialistic items or it's like the idea of like i used to always hate the idea of being like uh nutrition and stuff like that because like i just want to enjoy myself but the undisciplinedness destroys my body and that comes down to like i think again like not knowing like hey i can choose this path and this path might be harder i might have to have discipline and uh i'm bringing awareness to what i need instead of like oh shit dude i'm hungry here's a mcdonald's let's do this you know or you make make some chicken and rice yeah but um I don't. I don't mean to cook. We we gotta start wrapping up here. For that. But on a not serious topic, is there something you want to talk about as we close? That's not so serious. Uh, not so serious. Uh, anything interesting? Anything? Um, man, look up. Uh, I want a one wheel so bad. It's like a skateboard. It's so awesome. Uh. I want a one wheel so bad. That's my next uh, four. How much is four a, How much is a one wheel? Uh, you get like there's one that's like under a thousand dollars, and then there's uh, the XR or whatever that's like right at two k. Dude, that's uh, so expensive. It's expensive, but again, I have the discipline to save. They're so fun. That's what I want. Also, all my triathlons have been canceled, so that sucks. Yeah, but I'm still training. Dollars. Yeah, dude. Fuck that. Yeah. That's that's where it's at though. I'm gonna write that area. You go twenty miles per hour. That's like really? it's like the closest thing on a hoverboard to a hoverboard, dude. That's, that's the crazy. future. Then you get the Neuralink connected to that and you can control it with your mind, bro. Dude. <laughs> <laughs>
Holy shit. <laughs> then you just um, close your eyes and you, you don't even have to. Like, yeah, you don't even know what's happening. Like, you can see. It's you just GPS you. carrying you. Like, yeah. He's like, I want to go to Starbucks. Then one wheel away. Yeah, that's my next uh, uh, shout out to Future Motion. Do we do shout outs on the scene? I, mean, uh, I, I doubt they'll ever listen to it unless someone shares it with, with someone that knows them or something. Yeah, that's, uh, that's where it's at. I, I want one so bad. My brother in law, my friend have one. Uh, and I wrote it and I was like, yeah, this is my life now. Future uh, Motion, uh, sponsor the podcast. Hook yeah. it up with a one wheel. I will we'll give you shout outs. I will make videos on it. There's some good videos out there on people do some crazy stuff on those things. If you've never seen the one wheel, look it up. If you've never heard of it, it is uh, pretty wild. I've actually seen some people use it before, but uh, um, I've never been on it myself. I feel like uh, I may not be balanced enough to actually do it. Uh, like you, it, it helps to have a, a boarding background, a skateboard background, or like snowboard, surf, something like that. You do need some balance. So I feel like if I did it, I would definitely eat shit. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, you can find a lot of used ones because a lot of people uh, buy it and nosedive real quick because they don't understand how balance works or they get going too fast and then they break their collarbone because they also haven't fall, they don't fall a lot, so they don't know how to like roll out or anything. Uh, that's that's it. But that, that's the positive note. Uh, I guess we didn't stick with the Louisville stuff, the Breonna Taylor, which is a sad thing, uh, but uh, I think that... Um, I think that if people disconnect uh, from social media and read multiple articles and wait instead of jumping on stuff, we get the full picture. Um, but that is... I mean, yeah, and on, on that is like, I also think that there needs to be a lot of changes. Like, there needs to be more funding for police, but there also need to be changes on the way that things are done. Mm. Um Government, especially, and including, like, people of power, have a really bad habit of uh, getting up to date on things really slowly. Example, um, people want to talk about Russia hacking, um, you know, the election. talked about that. But Social yeah. Dilemma, you know, that's an example of... Russia didn't hack. They used the resource that was available to them... Oh, they hacked. It was open. It was not hacking. It was available to them. And Facebook did nothing to prevent it or foresee it. And it just shows an example that the people in power and in government don't have eyes everywhere and oftentimes are slow to react. There has to be something that shows them, holy shit, we can't let stuff like this happen. So, and the same thing, I think, that happens in every situation, you know, revolving police or technology or the government it's unfortunate that it has to be like that i wish we would rely on smart people who warn us before stuff happens but we don't i think uh on that on that if america was an uncolonized country or we didn't have uh we didn't have um air force or something to say like there's an airplane in our general vicinity radar um it's the same as Russia and China dropping pamphlets saying like Trump is God or you know like saying mm. Trump is better for you uh, if if we're saying that they hacked the election to push they pushed an agenda and that's exactly what they did um, and it's not hacking nobody hacked anything it's they got you because you 
are gullible enough to be, to look at propaganda and be like, oh, I agree with that propaganda. There. Why do you think QAnon got so popular? Probably it was Russia pumping it up with money. And then you have China popping up the Democratic Party. I think there's multiple reasons why QAnon got popular, but that... That's for another time. Yeah, you people. That, that's complete stupidness in my opinion. But yeah, next Thursday, hopefully. Um, it's been great. I'm sorry that I went back to a little negative thing. One it's will, right. check it out. Check it it's out. It's all right. It's all right. I think, I think it's fun. There's so much that we talk about, and I really love our conversations and enjoy them thoroughly, and I'm glad we get to spend time. Well, thanks for listening. I didn't say this at the beginning, but if you happen to make it all the way to the end of the podcast, if you're listening on YouTube or on any of the streaming platforms, follow, subscribe, like, rate, or comment. Um... Maybe uh, let me know what some things you want to hear talked about. Um, And thanks for listening. Till next time. See ya.